Ashley Brock, reading Diane Palmer's book, Donovan, Chapter 8. When Faye and her uncle arrived at the airport, it was a shock to find Donovan waiting for them. She shot a curious glance at her uncle, but he looked as surprised as she did. We could have gotten a cab, she began her very calm voice, bellowing the turmoil at the sight of Donovan and, and Ginger dinner. It was no hardship to pick you up, he said easily. He was smoking a cigar, wearing working clothes that were clean if not new. His Stetson was cocked over one eye, so that it was impossible to see the expression on his lean face. Just as well, too, he thought, because he wasn't ready for Faye to find out how glad he was to see her. The days had been endless since she left, and his conscience was hurting him. He'd been unkind to her at a time when she needed compassion and a shoulder to cry on. This is decent of you, Donovan, Henry said as he shouldered cases and followed Donovan out to the car. I hate cabs. Faye didn't comment. She clenched her purse and her overnight bag tightly, not returning Donovan's quite close serenity. She didn't care what he did or said anymore, she told herself. He'd hurt her for the very last time. He dropped Henry off. Not a word was spoken until he escorted Faye into the house. Jefferson School, he told her when she noticed the sudden ha hush in the house. Only B, the kitten, was in evidence when Donovan came back from depositing her bags in her room. She picked her, he picked her up with a faint smile and deposited her in her chair. You enrolled Jeff in school here then? She asked. Yes, he stopped just in front of her, his silver eyes probing as he looked down at her in the off-white suit she'd been married in. He brought back painful memories. How are you? Yes. Still kicking, she replied dryly. I'm not bleeding, Donovan, so you don't need to worry over me. I won't be a problem. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll get unpacked and changed. Then I'll see about starting something for supper. You don't have to. He began irritable. I don't mind. She turned away, cutting him off before he could sway her resolve. You said it all already, she added without turning. Let's just leave it alone. Have you heard from your lawyer about the custody hearing? Yes, he said. It's scheduled for next week. She didn't know what else to say, so she nodded and left him there. With some small con consolation that he seemed as Ill at, e Ill at ease as she felt. Their marriage was over before it had even had a chance to begin. She wished they could start again, but she doubted that Donovan believed in second chances any more than she did herself. It was a silent mill. Jeff looked from one of them to the other with curiosity and felt uneasy. I'm sorry about your great aunt, Faye, Jeff said when they were eating the pudding she made for dessert. I guess you're still sad. Yes, she agreed without argument. Great Aunt Tessa was special. She was a renegade in the day and age, but it wasn't popular. Was she really rich? Fate hated that question, but she couldn't very well take out her wounds on the boy. Yes, Jeff, she was very rich, but money isn't the most important thing in the world. It won't buy you good health or happiness. Yeah, but it sure would buy a lot of Nintendo games. <laughs> she laughed despite herself, but Donovan was silent all through the meal and afterward. While Faye was washing dishes, he came into the room. His hands were dangling from the thumbs in his jean pockets, his silver eyes watchful and a face like a carving in a stone cliff. I heard you called Abby Ballinger just before supper. Why? Did you tell her you were resigning? He asked slowly. I'm not resigning. Do you realize that paperwork and so forth take time? She added, playing for time. I don't automatically inherit. Neither does Uncle Henry. <laughs> 
You wouldn't have known that, by the way. He was talking on the way to his house. He reminded her with calculating smile. He's already got his money spent, or will have, by the time he actually gets it. She didn't speak. He made her nervous. It was impossible to be, impossible to be in the same room with him and not remember how it had been between them the one night at their honeymoon, even without the ultimate intimacy. She had a taste of Donovan that she still could still could make her head spin. She loved him with all her heart. It wouldn't have mattered if he owned several multinational corporations or only a rope in an old horse. She loved him so much that his circumstances would never have made any difference. But he didn't feel the same about her, and she didn't need him to put it into words. She had money, or so he thought, and he didn't, so he didn't want her. Nothing would alter his opinion. Want Ido, and she knew that, too. I should have stayed there with you, shouldn't I? He asked unexpectedly. You look worn to a nub, Faye. All that grief in your uncle to deal with at once. I suppose all the details were left up to you. Was a question, she supposed. Yes, she replied. Uncle Henry was able to make the funeral arrangements, though, with the attorney's help. I sorted out the things in the apartment. <laughs> she stopped, blinking. To stay the tears, she washed the same plate again, so it was so empty. Without her? He hesitated. So was this house. Without you in it, he said gruffly. She swallowed. She didn't dare turn around. Thanks, but you don't have to pretend I haven't lived here long enough to make any real difference in your life. Or Jeff's. You're a better cook than I am, and you've had people to help you straighten up. I'm just a temporary convenience. Nothing more. He was conscious of a terrible wounding in her and in himself. Had he made her feel so inadequate that she thought he was better off without her than, than with her? The boy wants to see that new adventure movie that just came out. It's playing at the long view. Want to come with us? Oh, no, I don't think so, she forced herself to say. I'm very tired. You two go ahead and enjoy yourselves. I just want to go to bed and sleep the clock around. <laughs> he has Faye, we can wait until you're resting. I don't like movies, honestly, she said quickly. Well, thanks all the same. He moved closer, his eyes narrow and concerned. You've had a rough time lately, and I haven't been much help. Listen, Faye. I don't need pity, she said, her voice steady, despite the turmoil, his nearness aroused. She dried her hands and sidestepped away from him. I'm learning to stand on my own two feet. I won't pretend it's easy, but I think I'm finally getting the hang of it. After the custody hearing next week, I may see about moving back to my apartment house. You're assuming that I'll win it, he said formally. There's a good chance that I won't. And if you tip out the front door hours later... Jeff's stepfather may appeal the court's decision, even if I do win. Proof of, a, proof of an unstable home, like would cost home life, would cost dearly. Incredibly, he sounded so determined to keep her with him, when she knew this, that wasn't what he wanted at all. Of course, he was for Jeff's sakes. He loved the boy, if he loved no one else. All right, she said, sounding and feeling trapped. She sighed deeply. I'll stay as long as you need me. If you stay that long, you'll never leave, he said courtly. Turned and left the room, with face staring after him in a daze, not quite sure that she'd really heard him right. Probably, she thought later, it was only wishful thankful on her parts. 
They fell into a routine as the day passed. Faye went back to work. Despite Donovan's comment that she was taking a job that someone else might really need, Jeff went to school each day and began to look the very picture of a happy boy. Faye worked harder than she ever had before, deliberately putting in late hours and paying more attention to detail than ever. Calhoun and Justin Ballinger were contumently Terry and appreciative of her efforts. Donovan was not... You do nothing but work, he complained one evening when she wasn't working late and rarity in recent days. Don't Jeff and I count with you? Uncle Don, Faye has to do her job right, Jeff pointed out. He grinned. Besides, Mr. Bounder says she saved them plenty with all that hard work. Donovan finished his, his dessert and reached for the carfagen to pour himself a second cup of coffee. So I hear... You don't work any less hard yourself, Faye accused him, and I don't complain. His silver eyes met hers with cold impact. Most brand new wives would. He was making an insinuation that fortunately went right over Jeff's head. But Faye knew what he was really saying, and she flushed. Yes, well, ours is hardly a normal situation. It could be, he said, staring her into looking up. <sighs> Startling her into looking up. There was no tension, no mockery in his expression. He was deadly serious. Faye flushed. There's no time. He lifted an eyebrow. I beg your pardon. The flush grew worse. Jeff finished the last of his dessert and excused himself. I want to get out of the line of fire, he said dryly. Closed the door into the living room. Seconds later, the TV blew out. Turn that damn thing down. Donovan raged. You bet. Jeff said to her repressively and barely touched the knob. Donovan placated. Donovan placated, was still glaring at Faye. We're not, we're husband and wife, he reminded her. There's no reason on earth that you can't share a bed with me. There's a very good one, she differed. She put down a napkin. With Jeff's situation, I don't plan to stay here any longer than I have to. I won't risk getting pregnant. His face strained of color. He looked wounded, cut to the bone. Faye felt sick at the careless comment when she saw its results. She hadn't even... Meant it. She loved him, but he only wanted her. She was fighting her emotional survival with the few weapons she had. I didn't mean that, she said stiffly, averting her eyes. Not like it sounded, but you must realize I'm right. A baby right now would would complicate things. You don't think children can be prevented? He asked with cutting sarcasm. She lifted her eyes to him. I won't be around that much longer, she said quietly. I realize I must be stifling your sex life. And I'm sorry, but very soon I'll be gone and you can... Your life can get back to normal. He grew colder in front of her eyes, threw down his napkin, and slowly got to see. So that's what it's come down to in your mind. I'm hot for a woman, and you're someone I can use in the meantime. Until I'm free. She went scarlet. You can't pretend you feel anything other than desire for me, she said proudly. After all, I'm rich. His gaze verted to the table. He stared at it for a long moment. Yes, he almost forgotten. Memories came back of his father's greed. The censor after Rand Langley's second wife had committed suicide. He left without another word. After a few minutes, Faye got up and cleared away the dishes. Well, what had she expected him to do? Deny it? She laughed at her own folly and then had to bite back tears. The court hearing was only two days away now, and both Jeff and Donovan were looking as if the pressure of it was giving them some problems. They went by the video rental store and found three movies that would probably appeal to the two men in her life, both of whom were adventure fans, and presented them after supper. 
Wow, Jeffatus, I've waited to see these for ages. Thanks, Aunt Faye. I didn't think you like adventure films, Donovan remarked. She shrugged. I can take them or leave them, but I thought they might take Jeff's mind off court. She looked up at him curiously. Have you heard anything from a stepfather, even through the lawyer? She said, it wouldn't surprise me to find that he's having us watched, though. Why? <laughs> Looking for anything to further his case, he laughed coolly. It would be like him. Neither of us has been indiscreet. <laughs> she lied at him primly, with a nervous glance. I told you, I don't have women on the side as long as we're married. You're it. She averted her eyes. Thank you. I hope that I can expect the same courtesy. Their eyes on his face were explosive and expressive. You don't have to worry about that. I don't attract too many men. Now that I'm rich any now that I'm not rich anymore. The slip got on him. You just inherited a fortune, he reminded. Oh, oh yes. She faltered. She turned away quickly. Nevertheless, I'm not gonna break my wedding vows. I never thought you would, Faye. He said unexpectedly, moved close behind her and caught her waist gently in his own hands. You needn't flinch like that. His voice was quiet, tender, or maybe a fortune carrot heel, but it wouldn't hurt you physically. I know that, she said breathlessly, and I don't think you're a heel. You love Jeff very much, don't you? He heard the jerky sound of her breathing and moved even closer, his powerful body all but wrapping around hers from behind. His face eased down so that his cheek was against hers, his warm breath sighing out of the corner of her mouth. Her cold hands rested uneasily atop his, tremorizing as the spell of his nearness made her pulse raise wildly. It's easy to love a child, he said, even a neglected temperamental one. A child accepts love and returns it. Adults know better than to trust it. I see. His hand tightened, and his mouth dropped to her soft neck, pressed in there hotly. You see nothing, he said husband. Lift your mouth, I want it. She started to protest, but the stark need of his mouth silenced her. His lips parted hers ruthlessly. He whipped her round against him, his body hardening. As he held her possessively to it, he ground softly. The sound made... Her even weaker, with a tiny side, he made her let go. He made her vulnerable in his arms. She reached up, opening her mouth to the rough, insistent probing of his tongue. The sensations he was causing made her knees tremble. And, every, and eventually, it was only the crush of his arms that kept her on her feet at all. The sudden silence in the living room was as blatant as a gunshot. Donovan reluctantly lifted his head just as Jeff's footsteps and peeked on the silence. They tried to pull away, but Donovan wouldn't let her go. He isn't blind, he said earnestly. Stay put. <laughs> she didn't quite grasp what he meant until he moved deliberately against her, making her realize <laughs> at once that his hunger for her was blatant and easily seen. She subsided and laid her cheek on his broad chest, relaxing against him as Jeff pushed open the kitchen door and made an embarrassing sound. Sorry, he told her. I needed a soft drink. I hope yourself, Donovan said children. We are married, you know. Yeah, it's lightning the atmosphere. It's about time you started acting like you were. Jeff murmured with a grin. He got a soft drink and closed the door behind him with a faint wink at Faye. Well, mind you of the same thing. Well, mind you of the same thing, he told her when he stepped back in her face flame where she was able to burst. And you've seen me with a hell of a lot less on in this condition. Will you stop? She moaned. You're very easily embarrassed for an old married woman. His eyes narrowed as he paused long enough to light a cigar. He watched her. Oh, I'll keep you from getting pregnant. I want you in my bed tonight. 
Hear me out. He added when she started to Sophistication is the one thing you can't fake. If even Jeff realizes we aren't living like married people, his stepfather might realize it as well. We could still lose Jeff. She hesitated. I realize that. You can pretend all you like, he added, but you want you want what I can give you in bed. You're as excited right now as you were in the motel room the night after we married. The difference, he said sensuously, is that now we can experience each other totally, Faye. I can satisfy you totally. Her lips parted. She could still feel him on them. On them. Taste him on them. He looked at her and knew at once that she was totally at his mercy. Slowly put out the cigarette. He opened up. Jeff, we're going to have an early night. Bed by 11. Got that? What? Oh, sure. Uncle Don. He said distracted. His eyes on the TV. Sleep well. Here too. Closed the door and caught face cold hand in his. Tugged her with him to the hall door. Opened and closed it behind them. Then led her into the darkness of his own bedroom. Closed that door and locked it. Seconds later in the warm dark. Faye felt him lever down completely against her. Pushing her back against the cool wood of the door. As the heat of his muscular body overwhelmed her. While he kissed her, his hand slid under the dress she was wearing. Played havoc with her aroused body. Long before he began to take her clothes off, she was barely able to stand alone. Later, she lay quietly trembling in his bed while he removed his own clothes. She could barely see him in the faint light from the window, but what she saw was devastating in her breath caught. You know what to expect already, he whispered as he down beside her, began to arouse her all over again. Except this time, he whispered, I'm going to fill you. She cried out. His mouth hurt. His body was hard and heavy, but she didn't notice, didn't care. She welcomed the warm weight of him, the fierce passion of his mouth and hands. She even welcomed the faint flush of pain, flash of pain when it came when he came into her, her body arching up to receive him, her eyes wide with shock and awe as he slowly completed his possession and then paused, hovering hovering with her on the brink of some sensual person precipice one lean hand had her hip in its steely gra grasp he looked at her breathing unsteadily his silver eyes glistering with excitement beads of sweat on his lean swathy face his hand contracted and he moved sensuously just enough to make her feverishly aware how intimate their brace was she caught her breath and he laughed deep in his throat yes he was roughly didn't realize just how intimate it was going to be did she little one no, she got out. She looked at him in astonishment, feeling him in every cell of her body. It was embarrassing, shocking, to talk to a man in the throes of such intimacy. And he was laughing. And isn't it funny? She choked. I'm not laughing because I'm amused, he whispered, but the nibble would barely contain hunger at her swollen, softly, her softly swollen lips. His hips curled down into hers and lifted, created a sudden sensuous vortex that coaxed the cry of shocked pleasure from her lips. I'm laughing, because you're the most sensual little virgin in the world. Because despite the newness and fear, you're giving yourself to me without a single inhibition. Lift your hips. Let me feel you as close as you can get. She obeyed him, her body on fire. Her dreams had never been so explicit. Her nails bent into his broad shoulders as he began to move with exquisite delicacy. I may be a little rough with you now, he whispered into her mouth. Don't be afraid of my passion. If you give yourself to it, to me, I'll give you a kind of pleasure you can't even imagine. Match me. Match my rhythm. Don't pull back. That's it.
his teeth clenched, and he groaned as his body stiffened. Oh, God, I'm losing it. He did. He lost it completely before he could give her the time she needed to experiment fulfillment. He arched above her, his face contorted and terrible in its unearthly pleasure, and he bit off some explicit and harsh as he gave into the silky convulsions. I'm sorry. He was hurt, lying, trained, and heavy. My God, I'm so sorry. Sorry that you made love to me? She has some curious. Sorry that I didn't satisfy you. Oh, she shrugged his dark hair gently. You mean the way you did the night we were married? She's like, no, now you can't, can't you? <laughs> he stared at her perplexed. You think that what just happened was only for my benefit? She wasn't it? He pulled her close and his arms tightened. You're one in a million, do you know that? With this lady. Yes, she gasped as his body suddenly became part of hers. She hadn't expected this again so soon. Weren't men supposed to be incapable for several minutes after intimacy? He moved slowly, exquisitely. In her breath caught, she clung to him as the most astonishing sensation worked through her tightened body. D Donovan, she began and suddenly cried out at the unexpected spasm of staggering pleasure. Be quiet, sweetheart. He whispered out of her mouth, his hips moving with more insistence now. Hold on tight. Yes, me. Feel it. Yes. Yes. She wept brokenly as the pleasure burst inside her like an overfilled balloon. She had no control whatsoever over her body or the vicious contractions that convulsed her under his openly watchful eyes. He whispered to her words of encouragement, praise, flattery, while his mouth touched quickly over her flushed top face. It went on and on. She shuddered and clung, convulsed and clung, experiencing sensation beyond her wildest dreams of perfection. At last, the world stopped rocking and whirling around her. She trembled helplessly in the aftermath, drenched and sweat, weeping softly from the onrush of pleasure and its abrupt loss. <laughs> Donovan cradled her in his hard arms, smoothing back her damp hair as he comforted her. This, he said after a few minutes, is what intimacy really is. <laughs> I thought before, at the motel, she couldn't quite find words. An alternative way of making love, he said quietly, but nothing like the real thing. Was it, Faye? He wasn't mocking or teasing. His voice was soft and deep. And a matter of fact, we're, we're like one person. She whispered into his cool hair, rough and chest. Yes, his cheek moved against hers and he kissed her very gently. Her body felt pleasantly tired. She went boneless against him and slid even closer, her legs tingling with him. Can I stay with you? She asked drowsily. His arms like, let me put it. This way. Just try to get away. She smiled sleepily. I don't think I want to. But the lobe of her ears. I don't want you again right now, he said huskily, feeling her heart jump on her phone. Well, we'll wait until in the morning. It didn't hurt even the first time. No, she lied and snuggled closer. That hurt very much, and the second time had been heaven. <laughs> Faye, he said hesitantly, his fingers threading through her shoulder. Faye, I forgot to use anything. She didn't stir or answer. He looked down and realized blatantly that she was asleep. <sighs> he bent and kissed her closed eyelids. <sighs> Maybe it's just as well that you didn't hear me, he whispered. His lean hand found her soft belly and rested there possessively. You'd love a baby, Faye. So would I. Maybe it's already happened. If it has, perhaps I can convince you 
that it would be a bonus, not a complication. Faye was wavering between consciousness and sleep. Sure, Donovan say something about a bonus, but her mind was already headed for oblivion. She clung closer and got into it. End of chapter 8.